Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com, recording on Wednesday, September the 21st, at a little, a little after 12.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, if it was Iowa football, Ryan, we could do a post game at like one oh thirty in the, in the morning. Ryan Merkin joins me from Your Prep Sports, and uh, I'm sure there are still people that are listening to this podcast in the area that are still trying to make up for what happened on Saturday night in terms of their sleep. How did you stay up, Rob? I left at halftime. I saw the radar, I- and I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. I had already the photos that I needed, but I came home, worked on photos, watched some other football games, was checking in and out of the Hawkeye game, and then I watched it till its conclusion. I, I just mean, did you have to have some coffee, or that's past your bedtime? No, I actually was drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, you know, yeah, in the middle of the we, night, it was like college days. We were at some friend's house, and we made it to the restart. And then which one the like when they, they so like when they after the initial delay okay. they restarted and we're like all right we're gonna have football and it was like you know a couple plays into that same drive i think and after that my wife's like no we're going which was a good call <laughs> so i did not make it to the end um but i don't want to that's not surprising considering what time i go to bed on on high school friday nights that I wasn't up for back-to-back nights of staying up till whatever time. Um, it was interesting because after the 2019 Iowa-Iowa State game, I was like, "Ah, we won't have to deal with that again. Right. Wrong. These, <laughs> these night games in – I mean, not that it couldn't be a day game, but you've got a, obviously a buffer then. Yeah. But these night games in September, man, it's got to be a headache for whatever and, – and, I mean, they're still cool. Like, everybody likes a night game. But man, you put one of those on the schedule, that's got to be stressful for everybody involved in that. Just with the, I mean, you know, you have any sort of thunderstorm roll through, which is, which obviously happens, but we've, I know you've been a part of it too, or probably everybody that listens to this at some point, because there's been several of those for high school games. In fact, you know, we're going to talk boot here and I can't tell you the year it was at city high, but there was one of those for the boot since I've been back and not that long ago where it was, I mean, that was one of those nights where there was obviously lightning. That's what delayed it. But I'll never forget that one. I I mean, I bet we had four or five inches of rain that night. People that are listening to this that were there, that were following it, I'm sure remember what I'm talking about. It was just – It was, it was hours. It was. Oh, it that was had hours. to be a mess. It was hours of, tr- like, of, like, just that straight down 
and then it would kind of let up for a while. You'd be like, all right. And then another thing would come through. And I mean, it wasn't one of these, like there's lightning coming, but the rains, it just rained forever. And they played it that night and it was a really good game. Um, I actually could figure it out. Cause I, I think it was 14. Was it, it might've been 15, 2015. Um, Cause I, that was 14, 12. It was a really close game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a slog the second half of that game, man. Um, just, it was, it was a good game, but yeah, that was, I've had several of those obviously in, in some cancellations moves till set move to Saturday. I know I covered a West branch game that got moved to the next morning. Um, one of my first couple of years here, Solon played Mount Pleasant in a game that got moved to, to a Saturday from, you know, lightning delays and all that stuff. So yeah, this time of year, I think we probably have what, maybe another couple of weeks where, where that's a realistic situation that people have to deal with. And then, and then we're worried about whether or not it's going to snow. <laughs> we've yeah. had, I've had several of those last couple of years at the end of the season too, uh, where teams are in the playoffs and, and they're trying to find some place to go indoors because there's snow on their field. So the, the fun, fun things about covering sports in, in, uh, at all levels and in, in fall in Iowa, right, Rob? Yep. It comes at you fast and moves quick and, we are already to the battle for the boot week, and we will get to that coming up here on the podcast. We want to hit a little volleyball and cross country first. Ryan was out at the Solon cross country on Monday, and then Solon and was it Mount Vernon last night in volleyball? M- Marion. Marion. Marion, Mount Vernon, they're both good. Yes, they're both extremely good. What do we want to talk about? Let's start with the cross country on Monday. Yeah. So that was, speaking of Mount Vernon, Solon, that was really good. Um, Solon's home meet on, on Monday. Um, and they've really gotten, you know, we talked about this at the start of the year. Solon's the defending champion and, and one of the, certainly one of the title contenders in 3A again this year and spent, you know, I think the first three weeks ranked number one. They've really gotten a good chance. And I wrote about this in my story that's on the site they've really gotten a good chance to see a bunch of the teams around them in the rankings. They went to Ballard, not, you know, two days ago, but the Monday before that for a meet that has a bunch of those teams that are ranked around them, in the three A rankings, and then got their first look at, at Mount Vernon Lisbon uh, on Monday at their home course. And it was, I think this is the second or third time. I think it's the third time this year that someone's been in this situation. Once at the Bob Brown meet at kickers where they've tied for, um, you know, with, with somebody for the top spot, and that goes to to tiebreaker, which is ultimately your sixth place finisher. But they tied. I imagine the odds of that are not well, very good. <laughs> I was telling somebody that on Monday. I think I've probably seen it, not just a tie, but a tie for for first. You know, a handful of times in in eight or ten years of doing this or whatever back here. So um, I don't remember it happening very often. And that's you know that's all teams, a boys uh-huh. meet or a girls meet, let alone you know, the same team. And I'm pretty sure it's the third time. So I think they tied in Ballard as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, two teams that are really even and, and you know, you can get to a tie in cross country, all sorts of different ways. Um, you know, it's having somebody one and having somebody, the, the other team's number one finisher is 10, but they were Mount Vernon finished first, third, seventh, and ninth and top four. And Solon was second, fifth, ninth, and 13th. So they were, I mean, you know, they're one and two or are or their ones are one and two. You know, their twos are three and five. Their their threes are seven and nine. So they were 
just right on each other all the way. And I think the the fifth place number runner, excuse me, if I remember correctly, was it was like 27th and 30th. So they are at this point in the season about as even as, as even can be. But um, both ran great. It was a really good, really good girls race. And then the boys race was very good, too. Um, Britt Cobbler was fifth. Mike Yeomans was, was or excuse me, Britt Cobbler was third. Mike Yeoman was was fourth for Solon and and they finished third as a team behind uh Mount Vernon and Tipton who were both really really solid so it was good cross country for you know I like those we talked about it last week with football on a Thursday I like those cross country meets that are on a Monday because it's kind of an extra race that I can can get out and watch so um a good good cross country start to the week to see what you know what was a really really good boys race and and fantastic girls race between I think Mount Vernon this this week is two and Solon is four. So two teams that will certainly see each other a lot down the stretch here at Walmack and, and state and all those things. So they'll be, they were, you know, about as even as even can be on Monday. And I think they'll be that way for the rest of the year. Check out uh, more cross country coverage on the site at yoprepsports.com and more of what we'll talk about today. Uh, you can get much more in-depth coverage on the site. Um, volleyball last night, Ryan, and a uh, good test for Seoul, a team that's kind of on the rise against a team that's been there. Yeah. I, I feel like Rob's been reading my stories to prep for this because that's kind of exactly what, <laughs> what I wrote in my story where, you know, Marion swept them in, in the first two were the first set, they really kind of got on them and, and had like a nine Oh run. And, and I think it was 25, 11. And after that, and they, these two teams had played in the tournament before, you know, in a best of three, um, great atmosphere last night at Solon. So kudos to them. I mean, I think the Solon team only has three or four home matches this year. And, and it was really, it was, it was probably the best environment. Not probably. It was the best environment I've been to for high school volleyball this year. Really good crowd. Um, and then the last two sets, Rob, were really, really high level volleyball. Marion's very, very good. Um, obviously. And, and we knew that going in, but that's kind of what I wrote about is and Solon's been, the, the biggest surprise in the area this year, obviously a pleasant surprise uh, already surpassed their win total from a year ago. Um, you know, they're having their best season that they've had in, in several years. Um, and it, they're 19 and seven, 19 and eight after last night, you know, I think they're up to eighth in the three, a ranking. So they've been a really good, really, really good story this year. That's kind of been probably for most people, the biggest or one of the biggest surprises in three, a, um, Michaela Seidel just done a great job with that program in her first year. And, and as you said, last night they played a team, a good measuring stick, but played a team that's, that's been at that spot that they're trying to get to for, you know, several years now. State semifinalist last year, um, lost to Mar- in Marion, lost to Western Dubuque in the state semis, but they've been at that level. Um, really good setter, several really good hitters. And the, the third set was fantastic. I mean, it it ended up 25-23, Marion won it, but it was really – it's probably about as good a volleyball as I've seen all year as far as both teams, um, you know, making good plays, playing well defensively and serve-receive and all that stuff, and then and then people putting balls away when they had the opportunity. But some really good rallies, some really good volleyball, and, and you know, talking to Michaela Seidel after the game, you know, she was really happy with how her team played. I think they understood that they could play well. Um, and maybe not win last night. Obviously, you would like to have gotten that to a fourth set because Solon had a good crowd and was kind of getting some momentum there in the third set with the way they were playing. But I think a good, I think a great match for them to have as we get to the end of se- September because October in volleyball, you really start playing those 
those big matches, not just in the postseason, but, you know, you have your conference tournaments and things like that. And as it kind of ramps up towards the state tournament, but I was impressed with what I saw from them against a Marion team that I knew was going to be really good. Yeah, for sure. And I was impressed with Solon the first time I got it, or the only time I got a chance to see him when they uh, were in the Clear Creek tournament. Um, I was out at City last night and uh, tough, tough match for the Little Hawks. But I mean, if you look at the scores, you know, it was close. Just some heartbreaking early sets there against fourth ranked 4A Western Dubuque, another program that's usually pretty salty. So I, I think City's getting better. Um, as the season's gone on and I've seen them, she, you know, they've made some lineup adjustments here and there, and I think they got a chance. They're going in the right direction. Yeah, we talked about that early in the season. I know um, I talked to Trisha Cardi about it after their first match against Kennedy. The thing that's hard is, and it sounds like a broken record, Rob, because we talk about this in so many sports, but when you look at their schedule, and, I mean, that's by design, but the tournaments they go to and then, you know, their half of the of the – conference. I mean, there's just not a lot of matches that you're just going to go out there and win. And last night's a good example. I mean, you get a 4A team, but it's one of the best 4A teams in the state, obviously, and really successful. So, I mean, they've, I think they fit into well with a lot of the teams in our area as far as they're, you know, in a way, kind of like a soul. And they're, they're a lot better. I'm not saying city has better than they were last year. I just think they they continue to improve as the season goes on, goes along, but you're going to play so many tough matches. I mean, when you look at Liberty, which we've talked about with their schedule, and City and West in the MVC also, and then Solon and Clear Creek and the schedules they play. A lot of these teams are putting up good records, but you're going to take losses, yeah. um, it, it, as, as we've talked about with almost all teams. But don't get too caught up in that, I guess, at this point. You know, you want to be playing your best in a couple weeks um, and, and be able to put pressure on teams when you get into the postseason. Check out, again, another PSA. Check out yourprepsports.com for more in-depth coverage of volleyball and the aforementioned cross-country. We're going to hop into some football now, and we may as well start at the top with with the battle for the boot. Ryan, if I would have told you before the season that we'd go into this game with West High ranked and City High not ranked, you would have said, you're crazy. You're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we – just kind of the the ten thousand foot overview here. You're you're right. I mean, at the start of the year, I said I thought West was a was a playoff team. Um, we'll start kind of with them, Rob. We said it last year too, and I I've had this conversation with, with you know Coach Hartwig, and then also with some West High players after the after they won at Davenport North last year. Where hey, last year at this time, you know you had these two games after you started one and one. I mean, they, it, it's kind of it's interesting to forget, or it's it's easy to forget about that. I should say, last year they started one and one too. They lost to Kennedy in in a winnable game, a close game, and then they beat Muscatine. And they're in the exact same situation this this year. And then you've got Hempstead and, and Davenport North games that I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. On paper, you could win or you should win. Last year they lose both of those. This year they win both of those. They're up to ten in the Associated Press poll this week. Um, They've looked – in the times I've seen them, they've been really good. I thought they were good against Kennedy, who's a good team. Uh, they were really sharp in the first half against North last week. I mean, just came out and, and ended that game, you know, before halftime. So they're 3-1. and one, And then City High on the other side, you lose the opener to Liberty in a game that you dominated a year ago. Um, you know, beat 
Jefferson and Ames in impressive fashion and then go lose to one of the best teams in the state on the road in, in Dowling last week. So this, this sets up for the most intriguing boot game. And I, I'll be honest, I have, I've done, um, I've started stuff. I always put a lot of time in, into the boot preparation. That's the game that I'll be at on Friday that Rob will be at on Friday. Um, I'm not, I'm not done with my stuff. You know, Wednesday, there's no lightning or rain. It looks good now. Yeah. At least when I looked last night, but cool though, right? Cold yes. temperatures, fall Football like... weather. Yeah, all right. So this is the most intriguing boot game or even matchup between these two because they they did play in the playoffs in 2020. Um, so they had the extra game that year. But this is the most intriguing matchup between these two, Rob. Probably since I I mean 16. City won in 16 at West, um, 20 to seven. I, I mean, you know, you look at the games after that and that's kind of in that stretch when, when, you know, West was going to five at that time, four a state finals, but, um, 52 to six West won 54, 13. Um, there was a 36, 32 game in 19 at the end of the season. Um, and then 56, 20. And then thirty-five-seven in the playoffs that year, and then and then City won it big last year. So it's it's the most intriguing matchup in a long time. I mean, two even teams, I think, both with different strengths, um, both with some shared strengths. Obviously, starting with quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack Wallace and, and Drew Larson have been as good as just about anybody in four A um, to start this season at quarterback. So, thank you. I, I was talking back to a few years ago and mentioned 4A, but yeah, I mean, they've been great. Um, both teams have a really good, like a, a number one wide out in Akili Maddox and, and Christian Janice. They've both been good at times defensively. Um, and I don't want to say they've been bad. Either one's been bad defensively, but they've both been good defensively. Um, and then they both had their struggles too, honestly, you know, um, you know, City High gave up some, some points and yards to Liberty at times. Obviously you were there, um, you know, West gave up chunk plays on the ground late in that Kennedy game, really in the second half of that Kennedy game as they kind of controlled the clock. So neither team perfect, neither team with major flaws, both with some strengths. Um, you break this down any which way, Rob, statistically, personnel wise, it's really even. It's a really good high school football game You know, at West. They haven't won at West in, in, um, City high, I don't think since since that 2016 game. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm as excited for a boot game as I have been in a long. In like I said, probably since since that game, which I actually wasn't at that 2006 2016 game. So, um, I, I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Um, I think this is a big game in a lot of ways. Obviously, you take out the fact that it's the boot, they could be 0 and 8. You know, and it's still going to be a huge game for both programs just because of the history and all those things. And, and you know, it's a lot of kids that know each other well and, and all of those things that go into making a great rivalry at any level. But, I mean, you're talking about, as you said, you know, City's two and two. You know, West is three and one. I mean, this is a really, really big win that goes in the win column for somebody as you're fighting for playoffs and where you're at, you know, if you go into the playoffs. Because um, as we talked about before, you know, West has Davenport Central coming up, and then they end it with with Prairie and Bettendorf and in Pleasant Valley. Um, you know, City High's got a Pleasant Valley their game with Pleasant Valley 
hanging out there as well. So this is just, it's a great, it's a key game. It's an important game. It's got all those things that that already exist in a great rivalry. And then you throw into the, you throw into that pot um, the fact that it's a really important game. You know, it's not a game at the end of the year where somebody's out of contention. Um, it, it means a lot to both sides as far as where they want to get to, uh, in, in addition to just always meaning a lot. So, as I said, the most excited that I've been for a boot game in a while, I'm not sure what swings it. We'll have a lot. This is our game of the week. So that feature will be up on our website today or tomorrow. Uh, where you know I take a little bit of a, a little bit of a closer look at it, um, and then I'm I have we have some I have some plans for some things I want to write after the game too that I'm going to kind of leave for for after the game other than our normal you know analysis and our game story and all those things but um, diving into some of the there's some cool connections here in this game um, that I think I'm just going to you know write about after the game which will be which will be interesting but I'm excited Rob um, I don't. This is one where, and, and, you know, we don't come on here and give predictions very honestly, but I don't know. I was at Solon last week, and I think every person in the press box, obviously I know a lot of those guys well. They have a really good um, press box crew up there of guys that all have their their duties and stuff. And I think all of them asked me last week who was going to win that game because, you know, they're always like, oh, where are you going next week? I think all of them asked me, and I was like, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I I just don't have a really good feel for this one. I think it's a back and forth game. I think points will be scored. I think this will be a, you know, I don't anticipate this game being a, I don't anticipate this being in the teens or twenties, Rob. I think a lot more maybe like that Liberty City game. But uh, I know Liberty's foray. I did tell somebody um, somebody else, but they asked me about it. And I was like, you know, I'd like to get like a round robin of those teams in the playoffs. And they all play each other. I mean, because I because I do. I mean, I feel like you've seen them, Rob. I mean, I feel like all three of our Iowa City schools are in the same mold this year, um, in in very similar teams, right? I mean, I would love to see a city or a West Liberty game this year, which obviously they played in the past, just because I think and you match up any of those teams and it would be fantastic football. You know, after watching City Liberty and the similarities between those three teams as well. I know I'm throwing Liberty into this mix and we can talk about them next because they have a monster game this week too. But you look at the quarterback play of those three teams, Rob, and and this time I do mean 4A or 5A. How many quarterbacks have been, I'm not saying anything about prospects or next level or anything like that, which all three of those guys certainly are, but two juniors and a sophomore with Graham Beckman and Drew Larson and and Jack Wallace production-wise, you know, especially if you factor in level of competition, how many guys can you say have been better than those three guys at the 4A and 5A level this year? I mean, yeah. JJ Cole had a great game last week, who's obviously a a, a great prospect, but production-wise, I don't know how many guys you can say have been better than those three. I mean, they've been fantastic. And, and how important that is in winning, high, winning games at all levels, but especially at the high school level, you have three quarterbacks like that, you're going to have a really good chance to win games. Um, those three guys have been fantastic guys that I knew would be good guys that we saw some of last year with Larson and Wallace. And and I heard so much good stuff. There was just a, a aura of confidence amongst the Liberty people with Graham Beckman, but I'll be honest, I didn't anticipate any three, any of those three being as good as they have. I mean, they're, I don't think, I think they maybe have one or two interceptions between them on the year. Um, they've, they've just been incredible. So I'm really excited to watch. Cause I do think that, that city and uh, 
West will both let those guys let let Larson and Wallace go on Friday night. Um, you know, I anticipate a lot of passes being thrown. The game starts at seven, so I'm less worried about a lot of passes, Rob, than I was when City Ames um, kicked off at like eight ten. But <laughs> I think they're going to throw it around. I think it's going to be exciting. Both have big time weapons. I mean, Ronnie Major and Akili Maddox and and some of the speed guys that, that City High has, and, and to go with some of their inside guys that have, that have been really good. Um, and Christian Janis, Mason Woods. I mean, those are two big time, big time guys for for West as well, uh, and they have other guys too. Uh, Brian Torres has been a really good receiver for them, so I think they're going to both teams are going to throw it around a lot. I think both quarterbacks will be good, and you know, I'm expecting to really, I'm expecting that one to come down to the wire, fourth quarter game, Rob. So I'll stop talking. You can tell when I get rolling and start talking fast um, how excited I am. So I can't wait for Friday night. We've got a couple. And we'll get to them here now, but we've talked a lot about how good the slate's been top to bottom some of these weeks. This week, man, we got three or four games that are, I mean, fantastic. Three of of the better of the maybe the best game or, or in their class this week across the state. So really good, really good set of games this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the boot as well. And uh, I was out last week at Liberty and Clear Creek. Clear Creek went up seven to six, and then Liberty stepped on the gas and kind of showed that it didn't have a hangover from the previous week when it was a tough loss. So probably a good sign for their coaching staff that hey, we our guys are still locked in and you know didn't hang their heads after the previous week's tough loss. We talked about that last week, I remember, and you know it's don't let you know don't let Western Dubuque beat you twice, right? And man. Clear Creek is good defensively. Um, I, I know that they're good defensively. One game doesn't change my mind. To me, it's more of, of what that Liberty offense can be. I mean, holy cow, because I know that I know that Clear Creek, you know, plays good defense. And I think they're going to continue to play good defense the rest of this year. But the offensive stats that, that Liberty High put up in that game, Rob, um, we had, you know, we had a story on it. Uh, Susan Harmon was there for us, but they just went up and down the field, 230 rushing. 273 passing, 503 total yards, averaging over 8.1 yards per play. I mean, there's so much that you have to defend with them, but from Beckman's ability to throw, to run, to the running backs, to Barney at tight end, to the receivers, they're just, you have to, you have to defend the whole field. And that's just really hard to do at this level. And that's the thing that impressed me so much about not just Graham Beckman, but what, what we probably haven't talked enough about with them is their skill guys, just as far as that's what impressed me so much about him when I saw him in, in the city game is he'll get off of his first read, his primary yes. read and, and get it to somebody else. And then those guys are making plays. It's not catch it and take two steps and fall down. I mean, when they've got, if they've got four skill guys out there or, or, you know, beside him, whether it's, you know, a couple running backs with no use, or if they line up Barney tight as tight. Um, Cause I mean, we can call him a tight end. But, you know, I mean, he's a pass catcher, whether he's flexed or he's in tight or, or, you know, whoever they've got out there catching passes, those guys are playmakers. And I probably haven't given them enough credit, but every time you look at a box where they've got five, six, seven guys that catch a pass, and that's a credit to those guys. And then it's also a credit to Graham Beckman. You don't see that in high school football. You look at a lot of box scores from a game and there's three guys that caught a pass. 
you know, the running back and, and two receivers or whatever it is. A lot. And I've been do- doing this for a long time. And if they've got three guys out there running routes or four guys, whatever it is, he, they're all receivers that he will get the ball to. I mean, it's a lot. Again, I'm not putting the cart in front of the horse here, but it's a lot like watching a college quarterbacks. Well, he will get off of his first couple of reads and just complete a pass, which is why his completion percentage is so high. And then those guys do a heck of a job of making plays for him. But you're exactly right. If there's an element of offense as far as pushing the ball down the field, you know, throwing the short to intermediate game, running the football, quarterback run game, they're not deficient in the, in any of those areas. I mean, they've got they can do all of those things, which is extremely difficult, you know, for a high school defense to defend. Yeah, no question. And uh, the the uh, Lightning will have its work cut out for it this week against North Scott. Just a a great matchup, and then Clear Creek heads to Oskaloosa. Is that right? That's correct. And, okay. And that's a game that they need to get, you know, need to feel good about. We talked about this before. I'm not putting any, you know, wins. It's the Garrett Hartwig. I'll come back to it all year, you know. Wins are, win football games are hard. Um, but again, as I talked about with West, that's one that they should get. You know, they got Oskaloosa good last year. Oskaloosa can throw it around too. They have a big, strong quarterback that can make a lot of throws. Um, but that's one they need to get because as we've talked about before, um, they, they don't, they don't get a lot of uh, breaks in their schedule either, Rob. Um, you know, I'll, I'll run it down for you here really quick. Just and and then I'll move quickly on to to North Scott um, Liberty for a second. But when you look at Clear Creek again, I said it again in my column this week. I think all seven of our teams are playoff teams. Clear Creek's going to have some work to do. They go to Oskaloosa, Cedar Rapids, Washington at home, Cedar Rapids Xavier at home, back to back. And then Pella and Newton. Um, I mean, that's really tough. And, and the crazy thing kind of about that is Pella, of all teams, you know, when I say that, is 0-4. Now, their losses are Norwalk, North Polk, Indianola, Bondurant, Farrar, who I'm pretty sure are all ranked. Um, you know, I don't have the rankings right in front of me. But, you know, last year they they beat Newton. That's a Newton team right now that got into the rankings last week and is 4-0. So they've really got their work cut out for them. I still really like that team. I'm bullish on that team, but got to get one this week and then, you know, see what you can do in those back-to-back games against Wash and, and uh, Xavier. But this is the this is the game for Liberty, Rob. Um, and, you know, you, you can compare scores a little bit if that's your thing. Um, North Scott put it on Western Dubuque pretty good early in the season. Um 45 to seven. I, I think this is a really good, again, I think this is a four quarter game. I think it's a really good game. North Scott's been one of the premier programs at this level, um, whether it's, you know, the new four, a, the previous three, a, whatever, for a long time, really good coaching staff, really good quarterback this year. Um, and it's been a little bit talking to some people I know that have, that have seen them last week. Uh, it's a little bit of a change, which is what this staff has done so well. They've always been good running the football, but, you know, the last couple of years, they've they've thrown it more than they have, and really efficiently. They had really good quarterback, really good top two receivers. Uh, last year's team, this year their quarterback is a really 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 good athlete, uh, thrown for 630 yards, rushed for almost 500 yards uh, in four games. So he's a really good athlete. They they have a lot of guys that have caught passes. They kind of spread the ball around, and then they're really good on defense, um, which they're just always really good on defense. They're really sound. They're going to make you drive the ball. So 
they're three and one. They lost to Xavier 17-0 last week, um, which is, you know, Xavier's really, really good again. So I'm not sure exactly what you what you take away from that. But this is a bit this is a really big one for Liberty in a lot of reasons, or for a lot of reasons. You look at their schedule after North Scott, um, at Mount Pleasant, uh, Fort Madison, at Burlington, and Clinton to close it out. Again, I, I shouldn't do this at all, but those are four games that you're absolutely gonna be going to have a chance to win, probably should win. Um, if they can win this one, I mean, this kind of is going to be going to come down to be in the district championship game. You go into the playoffs with coming out of that district with wins over city, um, Clear Creek and, and, uh, Lin, and Linmar and, and North Scott, you're going to be really, really, really positioned for positioned well for a deep playoff run, which in this group of four, a this year is especially on this side of the state, Rob, it's incredibly critical because you can't avoid everybody. You got to have, you got to play teams and you got to beat teams. You know, last year was Solon is a great example. Nobody wanted to play West Delaware. They have to play them. They have to go up there and they go beat them. And that's the, that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. But as long as you can stay away from, from some of these teams in your postseason pairings, you know, whether it be North Scott again, Xavier, whoever it is, there's a lot of really, really, really good teams in foray on, on this side of the state. So, um, the more games you win now, the better you you sit. Better you set yourself up for for late next month. Um, a big one, another one. We'll have we'll have this game covered. I'm, you know, I really wish this is one of those weeks. I I really honestly I would love to watch the boot. I would love to watch this, and I would love to watch Minneapolis um, at West Branch, which we'll talk about you know here coming up. But that's three games that that all have a will have a big impact on what teams are doing in the playoffs. Regular season matters, no doubt about that. And uh, Solon coming off rare back-to-back losses. I think you were at this one last week against Assumption. Bounces back with a big 35-10 to win. Uh, and the Spartans will be on the road this week at Westboro. They were great last week, Robin. I, in, in a similar fashion of what you want to see, I think, from a team like Clear Creek this week at Oskaloosa, that's exactly what Solon was. I mean, you just mentioned it, lost a couple in a row to really good teams, but they were, they came out, took the ball 70 some yards, touchdown, just kind of a tone setter. And then they were just really, really, really solid. I mean, Blake Timmons is, is put up incredible stats in his career. I thought it was the best I'd ever seen him. Um, Didn't try to do too much. Didn't try to hit home runs on every play. Uh, he was six of six on third down passes. You know, four of those went for for first down conversions. He was incredible. He looked exactly like what you want a senior third year starting quarterback to be, just in total control of the game. Um, I think he his stats were good. I mean, he's definitely had better statistical games. I think he threw for 120 and a touchdown, rushed for 90 and a touchdown. But assumption, someone was up 14-0. Assumption got a late drive end of the first half with about 50 seconds left. Solon got the ball, got a big run from Brett White on first down, and then three three more plays, touchdown. He threw a great kind of back corner of the end zone fade to Oak and Foster, and that was essentially the game. That made it 21-7 21-7 at halftime, and and they kind of coasted. But really good bounce-back win, no penalties. Um, or I think they had three. Two came on, like, the last drive with, with some reserves in. But one, you know, false start or offsides penalty or whatever, you know, through three quarters and ten minutes, you know. Very low penalties, low turnovers, just really sound on both sides of the ball. Exactly what you're looking for. And again, they get into their district now. They're at West Burlington this week, so they finish up West Burlington. They get Washington at home. 
um, at Fairfield and Keokuk and Grinnell at home. There's no reason why they can't rattle off some wins here in a row, Robin. And, and so even with those two early season losses, kind of like they did a couple years ago in Lucas Stanton's first year, um, you know, when they lost, I think, to to Williamsburg and Grinnell, or excuse me, Williamsburg and Washington back-to-back. You rattle some off here, and you set yourself up for the best situation you can in, in 3A, which is an inter- which will be an interesting 3A playoff over here with, you know, Solon and Independence and Mount Vernon and some of those teams. So um, they did exactly what, what I feel like they needed to do last week to get themselves back on track. Drop them down to 1A, finish up there, Ryan, and we can kind of intertwine these. Regina uh, lost at Mediapolis last week, 17-7. to Now Mediapolis comes back. Uh, to play West Branch, who put up, what, 80-something last week in, in a win and just keeps rolling. So, really, these three teams along, I mean, this this district, too, with Durant in there, I mean, this is this is a gauntlet, but this is a huge week for um, Regina to get back on track. Uh, winning, actually, for Regina the next two weeks yeah. should get wins and then has to play at West Branch and then at Durant to finish the season. So that's I, kind of the Regina scenario. West branch gets Mediapolis and Regina at home, which is, is obviously a benefit getting him yes. into the Rose bowl, a uh, little Rose bowl, but talk about these, uh, these squads a little bit. I, we kind of joked, I, I mentioned, you know, that Durant Wilton game to end it last week, which Durant won. I love this district Rob. I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not putting anyone down when I say this, but outside of Louise and Muscatine, who's who's struggling, who's kind of in a tough spot right now, um, you take them out of that district and you look, and it's Regina in, in West Branch, it's Mediapolis who who moved into the top ten this this week, who's always a playoff team, um, always just a really good program, good and then punter. Wilton, Wilton and Durant, top flight. We you mentioned it last week. <laughs> I love talking punter. about the punter around here. They have three real between him and their running back, and they have a tight end that's a really good sized kid that's a good athlete, uh, and they have more than just that. But they've got why the know, heck do we have Mediapolis West Branch, Liberty and North Scott, and the Boot all in the same week? Who the I, heck did this schedule? I'm telling you, <laughs> and, and really, I mean, you know, we have two teams that are on the road, you know, in in with relatively long road trips, but you know. I'll hit on it really quick. Regina Wilton um, yeah. is, a, is, a, is an intriguing matchup as well, just as far as kind of that situation that Solon was in last week. You know, Regina loses one last week at Mediapolis. I mean, they need to get this one. And, and Wilton, you know, they're 3-1. and one. They lost last week. They don't have the strongest resume. But they've been really solid, you know, in this plan. They've almost always been in the district with Regina or West Branch through these last couple of years, and I've seen them, and they play good football. They're organized. Um, you know, they've got some players and it's just, I, I love this district. I think there's going to be some really, really interesting games. You've got some really good sound teams with West Branch and Regina who I, I in Mediapolis, but you've got some, I mean, just watch out for Durant. I don't know that they're going to, you know, how they're going to close it out. But, Pretty good running backs in this district. Oh, that's what I was going. I mean, you get some home run hitters with, with Isley, Isley at, at Mediapolis and, and Andy Henson. Yeah, um, and and the guys at Regina, Levi Daniel and and Chris Weichel, and all those guys, they've kind of used the committee with some injuries over there, and then DeLong. Um, but yeah, I mean, before I get specifically to our teams, just 
Durant, I'm sure, just makes you nervous. I've said this before. Um, DeLong is just such a home run. He's such a good player all around. But, I mean, you can you can have him for 10, 12, 13 carries, you know, at 40, 50 yards. And then at the end of the night, you look up and he's got 275 and three touchdowns and he gets loose a couple. Um, I was just doing my prep for this week. Um, the first three games, Wilton allowed 24, 32, and 110 rushing yards. And then Durant hit him for 290 last week. And I think Nolan DeLong had like 255. Um, so th- they're, they're a threat. But this week, the game is at the little, the, I mean, the game in the district this week is at the Little Rose Bowl, right? And I, I, I think I either said on here or wrote last week, Rob, that Mediapolis at 3-0 hosting Regina had a chance to come to the Little Rose Bowl as a ranked opponent. You want to you want to get some notice. You want to get people, some eyeballs on you, uh, get noticed, get ranked in 1A football, beat Regina. And I mean, and they've known this for two decades there, you know, that, that they're kind of the standard. So if you beat Regina, you know, you're going to, you're going to draw a lot of attention. That's what they did last week, 17-7. Um, they kind of held on and kudos to Regina. They, they had some guys out. Um, they had some, they lost some guys in that game and they just, they battled. I mean, they hung in there and, and you know, it was, I think it was 10-7 or, or, you know, 14-7 for a long time and just couldn't quite get over the hump, had some turnovers in that game. But, you know, if there's anybody that I'd bet on to bounce back, it's them. Um, but but they just kind of got to put their nose to the grindstone now, like you said, get a couple wins and get to those last two weeks with a chance to do damage in the district. Uh, West Branch, this is a huge game for them. For all the same things we talked about, City and West, Liberty, you know, all Solon, all those teams, one and zero in district. You win this one, you got a long way to go because you got Regina, you got Durant, but but you're in the driver's seat. And as you mentioned, you have those teams coming coming to you. So this is a big one um, for West Branch. We saw this matchup a couple years ago in the playoffs. They played a really good game last year in Minneapolis, like a three point game. Um, this is going to be some field position. It's going to be a couple of really good running backs, all state running backs. Um, two teams that are good up front. So this this is going to be a great game. We'll have coverage of this one as well. Um, Rob, I'm, I'm again, you mentioned it. These three games on the same night, I mean, this is this should be fantastic. I think West Branch has an edge throwing the football in this game, um, something they haven't had to do it really at all the last two weeks. Uh, I think John Hirschman will have a great game plan here. Um, and, and I think that's something that if I had to guess, something that they've probably kind of been been planning for, been waiting, you know, kind of to unleash a little bit. We saw a little bit of a little bit of it against Columbus and in Lisbon early, but with the Bell brothers, you know, outside Kinnick and Carver both catching passes, I think they can be really dynamic in the pass game with with Ty Hughes. So um something to look forward something to look for there. But yeah, this should be a fun one. Rob in, in a really good atmosphere at the Little Rose Bowl. For sure. And uh, big games all around for us this week. And Ryan will have the previews of all of those on the site at yourprepsports.com. And then we'll have complete coverage, post-game coverage from all of these games, as we always do. So check out the site at yourprepsports.com. That'll do it for us this week on the Seven Nation podcast. Ryan and I will be back to talk to you a week from today. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the games this Friday. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.